This Women's Month, we get up close and personal with a few South African women who run their game. From the incredible woman that we have um, lined up, I'm trying to see if she's making a way. But our first ever guest is the first African, male or female, to score 101 international goals. She's got 124 caps earned over the years. And I think she might be walking in. Ladies and gentlemen, our former Banyana Banyana captain, Portia Mudisi. Also a top goal scorer of Africa with 102 goals. I was also born in NY City, Chababu. The reason I'm telling my story because I want the current players to Come learn of my experience. Noise, I want them to learn and hear what are my experience were in football, my challenges in football, what made me stronger in football. Also, I want to tell my story, you know, to the people that they really didn't take care of us, you know, to know the unfairness that they did, you know, and, and the damage that they did to us and soccer players. You know, so, some they will say football, it will kill you, but uh, not literally you like killing you, but I will say emotionally, physically, the morning, you know, we'll the way that you have to live your life, something, your a lot of things change. That's so that's how sometimes football kills us. And, uh, I'm um, it is available on iOS. And Android. I mean, I've named some of your accolades, but humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Tell us about how you grew up. I know it's something you're very vocal about. Uh, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Let me start by apologizing, Jens. Uh, I always keep time. It was just a miss communication i don't like people to wait you know you need to respect people so please uh, i apologize for being late um yeah my story of my life ne? okay i grew up at uh, Y city i was raised so wait by to stand up come yes, on now so, so um i was raised by a disabled mom uh, i think we were 18 in three room uh, we'll fight for spaces to sleep, but uh, other than that, I think a great woman come out, out of that three room and 18 siblings. So uh, at first you, we can say we complain because we grow up uh, with challenges and really not understanding why our parents they didn't stand up, you know, to make our life, you know, easier a little bit when we grow up, but. Uh, you decide good you need to take the ownership you, you need to stand up now you need to you know create your own and uh, if it's possible you need to go back where you're coming from corner and help my mom you know I've saw my mom how he raised us in that three room in that CC 18 selling alcohol so I felt good I was gifted it's something that God gave me. And it was good, good. Uh, I recognize it in the early stage, good. I'm good with this thing, and uh, I can take it very far. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't know, good. Being a woman playing a sport, it was a challenge. Then my challenges started there. Yeah. But I think a lot of the times when people talk about women empowerment, and that's what the series is about, right? Women having conversations, but it's also with men. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the time, men feel like. I don't know, we're speaking negatively about them by empowering ourselves. However, your story shows that men did play a very important role in who Posha Mudise is today. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that. 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 I
you know, street football. Uh, let's go and play street football. And that time when you're a woman, you have chores. I need to clean the house. I needed to clean the bathrooms and whatever. But my friends, luckily I had nice friends. They didn't see me as a woman. They see the talent that I had. And they felt good every time when we go, when we go play. They can't go play without me. And they will help me do my chores so I can finish quickly so we can go play. So for me, I was lucky because... Even growing up, being the woman that I was, it was very confusing. For me, it was even worse probably for my family. Yeah. Let's talk about, speaking of family, your dad, right? Um, <laughs> you, you found him days before his unfortunate passing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because one thing that pushed me to look for my dad, it was that guy... Uh, from a Soweten or a citizen, he was like, "He's my dad," and he After getting that one million, that guy wanted that million. So, <laughs> so I think it what pushed me to say, "Okay, let me go look for my father." And funny, uh, I found my father. It was, I think, it was Tuesday, basically Wednesday, passed away. Then I never, I never had so much opportunity to know anything about him. But I, I'm glad I saw him that time. Ulindi. I mean, I think we hear Portia Mudise talk about Portia Mudise a lot. So yeah. I thought today we'll hear someone else talk about Portia Mudise. You guys have been friends for, what, 25 years? Forever. What was she really like as, as, as a young girl? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, growing up, she has always been a very outspoken person. She... Which was it? Papa? Not to Papa, per se. Papa? Not to Papa, per se. But she was Kulumela, man. Umunto was Kulumela. Very friendly, kind, kind-hearted, very much so. Very helpful. And she doesn't forget where she comes from. So, yeah. I think as women, we all hope to meet women that we can learn from and that we can give them their flowers while they're still alive and can smell them. Um, what is it about your friend that you think makes her so special? I mean, uh, number one, besides Italian I would talk about her being. She's, she's very loving, caring, and like I said uh, previously, Guti, she doesn't forget where she comes from. I mean, it's, she's a person who's very rel- reliable. And yeah, she speaks truth. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Lindy Mkunu. So we've taken excerpts from your book, uh, Portia Mudise with Love. In this next clip, you speak very openly about your sexuality. You can download the digital book on iOS and on Android. Let's take a listen. You need to remember also when I grow up, I really don't understand what's going on with me. Uh, I still feel good. I'm trapping the woman's body. I'm a man. I don't know even how to explain myself to people, to the community. You know, we, we grow up in front of people that some they do understand our situ- my situation as a gay woman why does mean i don't understand myself some I, I i i grew up in front of families that they very cruel to people like us they have opinions that they really break your spirit you know and 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 that time you needed to to become and try to really understand who you are try to find yourself because end of the day while you're getting insults 
you still have also have your family that doesn't understand you. Why does people think understand which who you are? Let me tell you, we all confused when I grow up because I can't explain myself to my family. My family, what they see, they see a young woman that needs one day to grow up. I was not that woman. So no lobola. You need to remember also yeah, no when lobola. I no lobola. I I I'm not that woman. <laughs> a very funny story about how when you started playing soccer, you were playing with boys. And then came a time where they wanted your birth certificates, but everyone thought you were a boy. So you asked your neighbor for his birth certificates so that you could join the squad anyway. Yeah, and it's that time when I was growing up, I didn't have my belly. You know, my nipples didn't show. So I, I, could, I, could, I could sneak a little bit and take one of my friends' uh, birth certificate, then I was playing a birth certificate. But I never cheated my age in my real... Oh, no soccer age? No soccer age, no. And then you started playing with females, and I think you said that's where sort of the narrative changed for you. It became, yes, about soccer, but also understanding how women in football were treated. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, growing up with boys, they gave me an attitude. They, they gave me a sort of no, to know what you, you can worth something. You know, guys, they can stand up for what they believe, what they deserve. So when I started to play with, me, with women, some, some, somehow I felt left out. But I felt good. I'm not like them. They surrender for anything, and I don't want that. You know, and uh, for me, it started to be an eye-opener. I was like... I'm, I'm not going to be mad at them because probably they don't grow up the way, Mina. I, I, I took my challenges and my challenges made me strong, especially um, most of the time I will fight with boys and boys they will make me strong. Then when I got to their space, I realized, okay, these are women, they have different characters, but I'm different too. As much as we're in the same in the LGBTIQ plus uh, community, but they have a soft spot, Mina. I felt good. I'm not going to be that. Man, I'm good with what I, I do, and I, I put so much effort with what I do. I work hard. I didn't have a childhood. I knew I needed to go back home and help my mom because my mom is disabled. And if I come to this space that is surrounded by men and I take this abuse, it's, it's not going to help me. You know, then I needed to stand up. I, I, it, I was not standing up for me. I was standing up for the all women that are playing sport in South Africa, not only in soccer, I believe which we suppress as women, you know, we don't have that freedom of speech. When you start to speak, you like, they close doors, you know, they call you names. Uh, people will say, ah, don't associate with this one, it will give you wrong direction. And you spoke about these gender disparities, right, very openly. Yes. But then I, I, there's something I read where you said, every time you would speak about it and you talk about how, for example, women in football aren't sponsored, um, and they would say, yeah, it's because Nina Nizenza my daughter. You know, and what, I think what irritated me about that, that statement, the West Party, it was the woman saying that, hey, Mantomozan, we need to look after each other. Even with positions that is just a position, you can still be a human being after the position. So I, 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 I hated the fact that people take position, then it, it turns them, you know, not really human beings. So I, I fought with Cicero because I felt good. 
you supposed to be a mother to us. You know, our families let let us leave uh, homes to go to camp because believe good as much as you are a coach, as much as you are um, a, 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 a manager, but you you will still be a parent to us. You still be a mother. They feel safe. Good, we can go. Then when we get there and find a woman who stand with men and feel good, Tina, we need to share the under things. For me, so that that was shocking for me. So for context, they had to share bras and tights. Yeah, for me, that that was out of this world, and it it, it was not men. Oh, of course, men there could be behind the scenes, you know, and and sending other women to suppress other women. Why you allow it? Why you allow it? Yeah. So I thought today was very important, especially for you to tell your story, because we've seen clips and snippets of Portia Mudise, but it's about getting into the struggles that you went through all of those years after all of the things that you achieved. I'm going to play another clip. This is when Portia speaks about becoming Portia Mudise and the star that is Portia Mudise. Take a listen. You know, when I started to become a Portia Mudise, when I started to put TV, you know, this is me. I'm thinking I'll have a proper life. I'll get paid. Now I'm a footballer. I'll be a celebrity way let me tell you i didn't know the abuse that i was creating for myself because this is me i'm coming i'm queen i'm living in the township people they have expectation with more primitive you need to be rich you need to have this house you need to drive this car and all those things they were not happening to me you were getting paid 50 rand <laughs> 50 rand <laughs> I remember I was, I was 13 when I, I, I was promoted to go play for the senior team Banyana Banyana because I was already uh, a captain of the under-19 Basitsan. So when, when I got to Banyana Banyana, it was even worse to under-19 because we were not getting paid. We were told that we were young, we didn't know anything about money. But when, when I got to Banyana Banyana, when I saw good they get paid, I felt good. Okay, I started to do my research about how Bafana Bafana get paid. Because for me, the national team is totally different with the a league. You know, a national team is like we are soldiers of this country. It's not like everyone could sing the national anthem when they go to fights. It's only when something happens when you find these people that could sing the national anthem. See, now we go to other countries and we don't even get a proper treatment to other countries. And sometimes we sleep without eating. There were tell us that we sleep got on, then the following week we'll be singing that national anthem knowing what we're presenting the whole of South Africa. Then when you come home, Joe, the treatment that you get, you're getting 30 bucks. Uh, I used to wear his kindiskati kitsiki. Mele, mele I need to sew. You know, maybe when, when I get a call up, I will be told so, so I can saw that, that shot that I will play with over the weekend. We didn't have our own things. So, and even when, when we go to this hotel, we were sleeping in Koskolong. Koskolong? Yeah, while as people, they were sleeping in hotel, Tina, we sleep in Koskolong. With these blankets, there's this luma, as well as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bang as wash. There's a bang as wash. I mean, what I found puzzling is the fact that you were playing for Banyana Banyana, and you had technically no place to live. You were living in a shack, and nobody bothered to ask you, Ogutu Porsche as the captain of Banyana Banyana, Utlalak. They didn't know where I'm staying. Even today, they don't know where I'm staying. So the first time you earned a good amount of money was because you won at the sports awards, and then you were able to buy yourself a house. 
Mamela, I wish I can buy myself a house. I couldn't, I couldn't buy myself a house because when I look back, I still see these shakes. I'm like, Ish, it's difficult to move because I still so need to fix. I, I, can't, I can't leave these people living in the shack. Yeah. I buy myself a house. Yeah. I need to drive BM yeah, to come yeah. to my township. Yeah. I don't even park I park next door. When I come with my friends, I don't have to show my friends. I wanted to show my friends. This is the house that built the Pusha Mudis. Then, as a young, um, you know, footballer, you're given the opportunity to, to go to London for trials, which sounds amazing, right? Yes. But when you get there, the story is completely different from what media sort of shows. Uh, let me tell you, we, 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 it's, you know when you go to overseas, they need to see you playing somewhere, someone needs to speak for you, then they see your clips, then they give you a collab, right? I don't know the arrangement of Uria, Ufren, with others, which to choose us to go to London. I don't think it was a deal that was, it was made by Arsenal for us to come there. I think they asked Arsenal for us to come there so we can improve. So if they like the five players that they brought, maybe they can sign few, right? Then we go that side. Tina, we thought we were going just because Arsenal saw us playing. They really want us. But when we get that side, I realize we're here to boost other people's egos. We're here to, to lift other people's profile. Because now I'm sitting here, oh God, these people are very racist. monkey. You know, August 2, I'm starting to sleep without eating. There's no payment. I'm, I'm this at, is in London. London. So London. we are phone Kaya. You say, Sisria, this is the situation right now. But you know, Sisi Begazela, be strong. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm like, guys, we're we, we drinking coffee with no sugar, manji. You know, Amati bags are running out. There's no food. They're saying, stay there. Things will get better. Get one. Are you sitting with your kids? They're eating a proper meal. You know, you're seeing your kids every day. I mean, I don't see my parents. And you're telling me, I need to stay. I, need, I, mean, as in, I want to come home. I don't care in London right now. Yeah. Can I come home? I'm still young. If I have to get another opportunity to go play overseas, I will. Than playing overseas in these conditions. So when I come back home, they started to say, Hey, you London. Hey, this. That's where it started. Now, where they started then labeling you sort of as a problem child. Yes, because now, before... No one was standing out. No one who, who felt good. We need to speak about our challenges. And this young girl, Puma from Esoweto, you know, it comes here. Now I'm starting to say, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Now they're like, who are you? Like, who are you? I'm going to suppress How, Where want. did that come from, right? That, that ability to be able to speak up for yourself when your peers are not able to do it. You look around, everyone can see the bad treatment, but nobody's saying anything. I think I, 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 knew, I knew what I worth. I knew what I gave. I, I knew what I'm working hard. No one is making me, no one is doing me a favor here. I go to that field, I work. When I'm home, I put my extra training sessions. I have my own goals besides my coaches. I, I, I knew my direction. So when, when I got there and, and, and I found people who... who I mean, when, 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 I, when, I, when I go to... When I, first time getting to Banyana Banyana, I was like, I wanted to be the best player in Africa. I, I, I wanted to leave a legacy. And I see these girls taking everything that they were given. I'm like, no. This is not going to be me. I'm very special. You know, and for a fact, yes, yeah, for, 
For a fact, Chukuchi, I was even captaining guys when I was playing with guys. I'm not going to be suppressed by women. That is not going to happen. And then in 2008, you quit international football after Augustine Makalane has fallout with him. You were recalled in 2012. So that's four years of your football career basically taken away from you. Who would Posha Mudise have been had that four years not been taken? Who? Probably I achieved the way I wanted to achieve. I left my legacy the way I wanted to left my legacy. But the sad part I knew that is not going to happen with the voice that I have. You know, coaches wanting to sleep with girls, sleeping with other players, you know, management wanting to utilize us. And me speaking out, I knew I'm going to take the punch. And I was ready to take the punch for others. But then you came back in 2012 Olympics, London, scored the only goal that South Africa got at the Olympics. Was it the anger from that four years? four years ago, saying Let me tell you, it was not an anger. In that four years, I did so much. I gave back. I gave hope. I, I created players in my township. I was a parent. I, I was doing things that... I wanted the others to do it to me, and they failed. Mina, I took my experience. I started my development. I coached people. Then I started to train also. What I will share with the people, the young people that I used to train, I will always tell them, Guti, my career is not over. was just a I'm very sorry. But, but um, Mina, and I'm still going to continue 100%. with my journey. Coaches come and go. Yeah. If I'm still good, other coaches that will come will choose me. But you had coaching dreams. When you retired, Danny Yodan said your new role will be to guide other players. Has that happened? Another one. Another Makalakalan. It's in your I never wanted to be a coach. I always feel good. Everyone wants to these positions. But South Africa wants you to be a coach of Banyana Banyana. No, I don't want to be a coach of Banyana Banyana because the Naksas and Zotosha mean when Nasa produce. You know, so I don't, I don't want to be a coach. I want to be a development coach. Okay. I want to study from here because no one wants to be here. Everyone wants this position. Minangiti, can I be here? Yeah. I'll tell you, a lot of people hold you here. We've got a voice from somebody you may, not, you may know. Take a listen. This game in South Africa, whenever we speak about legends in South Africa, it's definitely Porsche Mudita's name pops up in conversation. And I've had the honor and privilege to play alongside her uh, for many years and being captained by her. And I remember in 2005 when I made my national team debut, um, Porsche Mudita was the star player. She was the only face of women's football in our country back then and um, I was certainly starstruck and um, Portia really was this modest person and off the field she was friendly very humble and really groomed the young players come that stepped into the national team but on the field she was a very hard-working player that I certainly looked up to and she shared a lot of advice um, to myself that if I wanted something really bad if I wanted to become a professional athlete and player, I really need to put in the hard work and make many sacrifices, which is what I did. And those are um, key aspects that has carried me through in my career. Um, but it's been a real honor playing alongside her and um, just being groomed by her and 
um, yeah, to this day, I really do look up to her and am honestly very proud of how far she has come in her career. And I don't think anyone with the records that she holds, it will take someone really special to break that. That's, so, of course, uh, yeah. Banyana Banyana, captain who led us to the AFCON win, Janine Van Veek. How does it feel to hear those words? It feels good. I fought with Janine. It's it's alas. I fought with Janine. It's it's good to hear my my captain, you know, speaking the way she speaks about me. But um, we always had these harms of privileges. You know, sometimes they play a role. It's so unfortunately, it's it's sensitive to speak about it. But we have to sometimes we speak about the color of our skin. You know, the color of our skin sometimes it, it suppresses us down. For a fact, to go to Jenin Zulu he was there in 2005. I was there in 1993 until I decided to leave 2014. But the privileges that they had and the privileges that I had. Do, are they aware? Is this, is this conversation you have with them? Of course, of course, everyone was aware, you know, of, of those privileges. And uh, the sad part was they, they will always get away with it. And I mean, I will always be suppressed about it. So um, I'm glad to hear Janine speak uh, 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 about me like this. And um, I'm very grateful. But it shows good see what happened in the field uh, or whatever happened uh, in the camp. It stayed there. But we, we still remember the good things that we did together, you know, leading that national team as captain. So I'm... Um, very proud of. So all the clips that we paid uh, from your digital book, uh, Portia Mudise with Love, which everyone can download, were a year ago. Yes. How or what are your feelings currently, uh, considering the fact that we just, of course, came from the back of a World Cup with the standing of Banyana Banyana and, and everything that happened on the lead up to them traveling to Australia, New Zealand? You know, to tell you the honest truth, I still feel the same. Um, I'm, I always say... It's only now uh, women's football is on the people's eyes. It's not like people that we, they've been following women's football since. Since uh, we we have a league today that is um, Hollywood bad league uh, for women. Uh, people they don't they don't know anything about those teams. They don't even go and watch the games. We still don't have a professional. A, a, a league. We still don't have a development structures for women. So as much as our girls, they can go to the World Cup. We used to do it with, with nothing, Joe. You know, there's one thing about women. You know, but Ikaya, Ellinganamfaz, Elianette. You know, Lianette. So you need to know about one thing about women. Out of nothing, will create something. Yeah. We have big hearts. Yeah. You know, and we know, Guti, Umshaba right now is faith. Yeah. And we always want to prove the point, Guti Umshaba's faith, about our performances. You know, so we. We understood, Guti, we needed to fight. We there's needed a, to fight. There's a rumor, and maybe you can, you can tell me if this is true or not. But apparently the flight for the girls in Australia, New Zealand, was booked before they played the Italy game. So they assumed, and that they won't make the top 16. Do yeah, you, 
I, I believe that because your president doesn't believe in women's football. For a fact, to these girls, they went to win the Africa Cup of Nations. These players, they come from nine provinces, but it was only one province celebrating them. And when they started to speak for their money, you brought Brazil, you brought Australia, our country will keep quiet about their money. And by the time they needed to prepare to go to the World Cup, you bring Botswana. Botswana is not even playing the Africa Cup of Nations. You, I'm sorry to say this, but in our rankings, Botswana is so low, it's useless in our rankings. I'm sorry to say this, but I need to say it. Yeah. So, so Udeni, Udeni, it didn't want to pay our players, didn't believe what our players deserve, didn't believe what these players, they couldn't go to the World Cup and put our map in, in the highest level. So, I, I'm not surprised what I'm not sure they'll even get their bonuses. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, we have to wrap it up. But this last clip, was it, it, it touched a nerve for me because I was like, I can't imagine an Africa or a world without the Porsche Mudise that we know today. But in this, in this clip, you say if you had to choose between education and Porsche Mudise, you choose education. Take a listen. So the other issue, you know, as a footballer that I've learned, uh, throughout my career, school school. You know, I think we need to take school very seriously. I'm talking. I'm talking to athletes. I'm not talking to women's footballers. I'm talking to all the athletes. You know that sometimes we come from disadvantaged families that. Uh, sometimes we don't have so much funding, you know, to go to school. Our parents, sometimes they don't work. I, I was raised by a disabled parent, single parent, and uh, it was it was many of us and it's like we're having another club in so we didn't have a kid of course we got we didn't have a mapus you know we didn't have a premature meal all the time so i'm um, i'm very sensitive in your school because when i look back i'm like no no thing you here today you know that is well known pushamudisi scoring goals top goal scorer in africa but I am satisfied uh, out of my experiences, out of the unfairness that is happening to me as a woman footballer, as a best achiever in this country. And no one is really taking care of me. My career didn't do nothing for me just because I'm a woman. So this, I thought this story is so important to tell. I don't think people know the Porsche Mudise story in the way and in the depth that they need to know it and to hear that if you were to choose between being Porsche Mudise and school, you would have chosen school. Yes, I'll choose to be normal. I'm not normal. I will choose to be normal for real. I will choose to go to school and work with you guys. Go be normal. Because it's not nice to be me. It's not nice to be you. Because everyone thinks we're perfect. Everyone thinks they have expectations of our life. You know, someone could drink this and throw this there, it will be okay. Not me. I can follow and do that and throw this. Someone will take me a photo, the next thing I'm a topic. I always have to watch what I'm doing. It's not normal. I think more than that, though, what I think we all take away, hopefully, from today is that you ran so others could fly. I'm still gonna run. <laughs>
Mamel, I'm still going to run. You um, will forever remain a strong and positive role model for young men and women, both on and off the field. Your story is that of which I have never heard before, nothing like it before, how you showed resilience. I pray that South Africa celebrates you while you are still here, that we're able to see you, the strength that you are, and thank you today for sharing your story. You know, I, I like to say, Gucci, thank you so much, guys. You know, the little that you always get, it's important. There are people who are not getting any na nothing. I've played with a lot of people that you guys don't know about, and uh, I always feel bad, which I'm not the only Banyana Banyana legend. I didn't create this path alone. I have others that I still want to pull, so I can show them to you, which we worked as a team to lay this foundation. It was never about me. But I will always take, you know, this opportunity to thank you you know, for supporting me. Uh, some of you, I know you like me. Some of you don't like me. But I love, I love everyone, man. I'm positive. I always say, if you don't like me, you don't like the truth. You know, you know. Uh, I'm a strong woman. And people, they struggle to speak with me because uh, and I grew up where there's no money. Money doesn't fascinate me. Ubuntu fascinates me. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Porsche Mudise. From come up games to success stories and everything in between, catch the brand new vodcast series, Her Story Unplugged, celebrating women's voices on 947.co.za.